Hello everybody, it's Justin with Life, Laughs, and Loggers. Got a special guest with me, uh, James Kelly, aka Jimmy Kelly, from Dublin, Georgia, originally Dublin, Ireland. Jimmy, please say hello. Hello everybody, I, I'm, I'm very excited to be here with you, Justin. Thanks for the invite. Oh, not a problem, not a problem. So, with uh, Jimmy and Monica coming into town, during our uh, staycation, as we call it, um, I got two beers that I wanted to kind of go over, kind of just a one celebrate uh, great beer from Ireland, and maybe let Jimmy tell you a little bit about some stories with them, and maybe uh, some some fun stories that maybe I don't even know about. So, uh, <laughs> so our beers tonight are going to or today. Is going to be uh, O'Hara's Irish Red. It's out of uh, Carlo County, Carlo Ireland. And then on the second segment, it'll be a traditional beer, uh, Murphy's Imported Draft Stout on nitrogen can uh, from Cork. So uh, first, we'll we'll give a little history on O'Hara's. The O'Hara's is, is a newer brewery, uh, 1996. They've won a lot of medals, um, you know, numerous uh, industry awards. Uh, they we carry their beer at at the Casual Pint, uh, with the, which is the Irish Red. It's just a traditional red ale, and then we uh, carry their their stout uh, also. So the the base Irish stout, which is a great beer too, but uh, the red, I mean, it's. I would say it's probably the most traditional, one of the traditional beers of Ireland, correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is indeed. Yeah, full bodied uh, ale, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, for for our friends in, in Germany, you know, this is about as close as you get to like a Bach beer for uh, in, in the UK, in, in, in Ireland, and in, 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 in the, uh, the, the Irish, Scottish, and, uh, Welsh and in, in English uh, beers is it gives a nice bittering unit to it with a little caramel notes. So, um, what kind of stories do you have uh, from Carlo County, Carlo? Well, County Carlo. I mean, it's not a it's not a real big county in Ireland. It's um, but uh, I, I mean I've been there obviously many times. Had some some good crack as we say in Ireland. And that 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 just means uh, Osceola this crack is. Uh, Kind of like you would say in New Orleans, laissez-le-bon-ton roulet, right? You know, just good, good times time, roll. Good, yeah. good times <laughs> and fun is is the sort of crack we're we're referring to. And in Ireland, that that uh, that's what we call it. But yeah, I mean, um, great great area for music in Carlo. It's um, not beautiful countryside as well. I mean, it's it's a delightful place. I haven't had the opportunity to go to O'Hara's because I've been gone from Ireland. It, it, like you said, Justin, it's a relatively newer brewery. Yeah. So um, kind of, you know, I, I actually predated, my exit from Ireland was predated even by the, by the brewery. So it's, it's fairly modern. Um, how, how good of a cellar is it in the, uh, in the casual point? Oh, it's fantastic. I mean, I have a couple customers that, that literally buy two, three cases for their house. Oh wow! Yeah, so I mean, uh, you know, traditionally everybody knows that George Killian, the Killian's Irish Red. Yeah. And uh, you know, 
most of the, the the big reds that come through out there that are the traditional names. Uh, this to me, when you when, when you taste this beer, it's it's just got a balance like like I've never had on an Irish red. Uh, and I used to love Killian's. I yeah. mean, Killian's was one of my favorite beers until I drank this, and I said, unfortunately, George Killian might not get another dollar for me because Ohara's is pretty much that good. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> right, exactly. But I mean, the, the the biggest difference between the two, what would you say that is? There's a lot more malt. Malt, yeah. Or, I mean, a, a malt base on this. Um, you know, you're you're looking at a base hop like a traditional. Like a Golding or something like that, like uh, traditional hop that comes out of the, uh, you know, the, the Celtic nations in, in, in the UK, uh, traditional ale base hops. So it's not like it's going to punch you in the mouth hop, but the malt, I, I, I've been talking, I did that with my Scottish segment before, is the malt that comes out of that region is insane. It's some of the best malt in the world. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I don't think it gets enough credit a lot of times. You know, everybody knows, of course, the big the big name, uh, you know, Arthur. You know, yeah. everybody knows Guinness, and, right? And, and they Obviously. know, and they, you know, they know the, the the big beers that come out um, of like Harp and, and all the ones that have gained the the big fame. But I really truly believe Ireland and Scotland might have some of the best malt I've ever had in beer. Yeah. So. And I wish there's one I had in Las Vegas. I think I sent you a picture uh, when me and my wife were out there at uh, a little Irish pub in Mandalay Bay, which was awesome. Yes. And uh, I had Kill Kenny on draft. Uh-huh. Oh, man, you want to talk about a cream ale. Yes. <laughs> if I could get Kill Kenny, I would leave it on my draft wall until until it, it couldn't come back no more. Yeah. <laughs> but... Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pop the top yeah, on this yeah, serotonin. Uh, yeah. Pop on the top. Yeah, here. it's a good saying. Like in Ireland, we say, you know, you don't. The malt is, doesn't necessarily just have to be for the whiskey, right? You know, yeah. You can, you can do some good stuff with it with regarding the beer, you know. And I think O'Harris is a definitely embodiment of that. Oh yeah. As I'm pouring this beer right now for us to share, you can see. Look, the color is very ruby red. Yeah, yeah. burgundy almost, right? Yeah, and what's nice is a lot of the beers that come over from Europe, sometimes they don't carbonate them enough, and they'll lose a little bit. Mm-hmm. This beer is well carbonated. You can see the bubbles. They're small bubbles. They've got good carbonation to it. Cilantro. Ah, cilantro. Mm. That's good stuff. Yeah, it's, it's just a great... Great multi red, you know. It's funny, you know. We we always, of course, on Saint on on Patty Day, mm-hmm. um, we will have a barrel of this on draft, uh-huh. and we can always kick a fifty liter of it. And I get people complaining, you know, why don't you have O'Hara's on draft more often? I said because it's that hard to get the barrels. It is, it is. And they just they don't. They don't get them over here as much, but just a great well, beer. Because it's not brewed anywhere else, right? I mean, Carlo is literally the only place where they brew yep. it, correct? Yeah, yep, that's, that's correct. I mean, and I think they have may have some ta- some tap houses. Uh, no, looks like they, they have a, a city brewery and, and maybe one outside of the city of uh, of Carlo. So, but I would recommend this. I mean. It's funny, I, I say this as, as, you know, based out of the Youngstown area, 
the Youngstown's a red elk town. Mm-hmm. Youngstown, it's an old steel town. Yeah. You know, like like a lot of parts of Ireland, you know, us and Scotland, yeah. and these red ales, it's like a, it's like a, like a go back into time beer. You know, it's a session beer. You're looking at like a four point three, just a good drinking session. You know, I, I I think I cover more session beers than anything I think anymore because I don't. I think in the beer industry right now, people don't appreciate a lot of the session beers. I've kind of educated. Uh, my staff and a lot of the folks that come into my place, they're like, wow, that, that's only like 3%. Oh, that's 4%. I said, because the grain billet's so strong and it's great. So you can use a, a grade A grain and make a beer at 4% taste like a big imperial stout, like a Russian imperial stout with that right. big bold. Or you can take, like, in this case, a brown ale or a red ale and just put flavor to it and... The one thing I will say is, and, and you could probably stand by this, we can't, we could never replicate this beer in the United States because of the water. Yes. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. Ireland has a very unique water profile. Right. And actually, like, this is uh, O'Hara's, I believe, in the water right there from the River Barrow, which is where the, the brewery is based. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't get any fresher than that, you know? <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, we're going to go ahead and finish this one up here uh, on the beers, but uh, next segment we're going to go into Murphy's, which Murphy's is one of my favorites. Uh, you know, if, if if you've heard my this podcast before, which I think a handful of you have, uh, yeah. they, they, they have, um, we've done a clone off of a Murphy's base for our Danny Green for Patty Day that we do, our Nitro Irish Car Bomb Stout, and... Um, that's just an homage from me and and the guys at Biker Brewhouse in Austintown, Ohio, because we loved Murphy's that much. So it was just fitting that I had to put Murphy's in as my second beer. So I'm going to t- let a little word from our sponsor come in, and we'll be back with a little trip to Cork and Murphy's. Welcome back for the second segment of Life, Laughs, and Loggers. Uh, again, a special guest here in from Dublin, Georgia, Jimmy Kelly. And we're about to go into a uh, just a great beer. Uh, one of my favorites, uh, Murphy's Dry Irish Stout. It's a session stout. And uh, it's in Cork, so County Cork region. Um, James Jeremiah Murphy started the brewery in 1825, and uh, you know it's been brewed in Cork since 1856. So I mean, a couple of years after Arthur. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I think it was probably received a little with a little bit of a <laughs> smoking gun because you had Guinness, you had. 
all the different types of beers that came out of Arthur's Gate and different other beers in the area. And then here comes Murphy saying, no, 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 I got, I got one for you. You know, and, and I, and be honest, out of the dry, the dry stouts, I've never turned down a Guinness and I never will. <laughs> but I, I just think that Murphy's has a creaminess to it that's a little different. So, Yeah, and, it, it, you know, being from Dublin, I mean, I, I, I'm a little bit biased, obviously, but it's uh, it's one of those great debates in Ireland and, and now has traveled beyond the shores of Ireland is Guinness versus Murphy's, right? And and it's kind of like taking on the Hatfields versus the McCoys or <laughs> one of those great rivalries, uh, you know, Ohio State, Michigan, I guess you could say, up here in, <laughs> in Big Ten country, right? Um, but, it, yeah, so it, people are adamant and, uh, you know, both sides... Like I said, being from Dublin, I I, uh, I do have to say, though, Murphy's is a great stout. Again, like you, Guinness is wonderful. But but I think you can appreciate them both because they're so different, right? Um, Absolutely. And I think the, the biggest thing for me is Murphy's is more of a chocolatey, you know, flavor to it. Coffee flavor, would you say, right? Um, very velvety. Like, yeah. uh, there's no knock on on Guinness. Let me make sure I put that out there because Guinness has a velvety note too. They're both nitro stouts, so yeah, I think the, Guinness more of a fruity flavor than than the like the coffee, chocolatey type flavor yeah. would you do with Morphe's. Would you yeah, agree? Absolutely. It, it's it definitely has a thickness to it. Versus where Guinness, like one of the biggest misnomenclatures, I hear this a lot when people come in and they're like, I love stouts. I want something that tastes like a Guinness. So, well, you can't really get anything that tastes like a Guinness because yes. Guinness is its own animal. Yes. I said, what I can do is give you a coffee malted taste, uh, a little bit darker chocolatey taste, burnt coffee, which is sometimes a lot of the, the notes. But uh, I, I have to agree with you. Murphy's is completely different. And, uh, again, like we were saying before, you cannot replicate this beer in the United States. We've done clones to it. Let me make sure I, I put a, a disclaimer, disclaimer on this. Clones to it. But to actually physically replicate this beer in the U.S. is extremely hard to do because of the, chalking of the, the chalkiness of the water and cork and... The malts that come from Ireland, so yeah, absolutely. And kind of like we talked a little bit last time, you know, when it came to the O'Hara's with the malts, it's uh, just that multi flavor as well. That that I, I, hey, Morphe's is a wonderful use of malts. Uh, you know, again, not just for whiskeys, but when you get it in fine beers like this, it's oh yeah, it is a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, and uh, and just for uh, a disclaimer, I've never turned down a shot of Jameson here. <laughs> so, here, we're going to head, since this has got the good nitro pop, we're going to give this the thunderous applause that everybody loves. Ah, the sound. That's magic. Oh, excellent, yeah. And then the best part in the beer industry, we, we call it the, the, uh, the fall. Where on a nitro beer, you get this lovely cascading fall of the head rising into a creaminess point and the beer disappearing into the bottom. It's like literally, I call it the beer abyss. 
Now, you mentioned earlier, like with the O'Hara's, the exclusivity of it and 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 the distribution is is extremely difficult, right? To to get it in, in great draft, abundance, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So now. Murphy's, what, how, is it the same similar situation or is it much more bountiful, I mean, as far as... It's a little more, a little bit of more ease to get, but uh, drafts on Murphy's, it just, draft as a whole right now, coming out of COVID, which is, uh, Uh I hate to keep going back to COVID, I mean, it's not one of those things I want to get, nobody wants to talk about, Right. but the shortages on draft beer nationally internationally uh really never hit our local scene here our local guys work with the local farmers so it's a lot easier but sheer international beers uh and across this country has been shortages everywhere uh, and a lot of it is there's it wasn't grain or anything a lot of it was like you know man and woman power uh for it to to brew um, just due due to the sickness. The other part was there was an aluminum shortage, mm-hmm. so you had this high grade aluminum for cans. So the, a lot of the breweries had to go back to bottles that were canning, and you also had problems getting kegs. Yeah. So it was you know it was crazy. I'll give you an example: uh, Polish beer that we get all the time, Okochim. Okochim, we can't. I haven't had a draft barrel of Okochim since December of last year. And wow. Okochim's a big brewery. Yeah. You know, we watch the Polish TV, you see, oh, people yes to Okochim. <laughs> I mean, they're everywhere. Yeah. So, um, and they're owned by Carlsberg. So, Carlsberg, we finally just got a barrel back. And that was four months. I mean, it's, it's definitely hit uh, the beer industry a little different than what people were, you know, seeing out there. So, um, so... Now the breweries themselves, like um, of course, there's been a lot of conglomeration in the in the brewing industry over oh. over the last decades, right? With yeah, I mean Guinness itself is no longer even Irish owned, or Murphy's and all the most of the brewers, right? I mean just massive consolidation. I think Murphy's, if I'm not wrong, is it owned by Heineken? Is that right? I think they they have they have a Heineken owned base behind a Heineken. Yeah. So a lot of people that are not familiar with. <laughs> What we're talking about here, there's really about four or five major players that are buying breweries and building them into these major conglomerate breweries. Um, Heineken's one of them. Yeah, and not not that it's necessarily changed anything in the way the beer is made or where it's made or how it's for distribution. It is for distribution, right? Yes, just to clarify. Well, cilantro. Cilantro. Let's drink this good black coffee. Wonderful. Man, that oh, good stuff, yeah. That just, man, it just keeps coming. <laughs> now, so like at the casual point, would you be able to get this on draft, or just in in at certain times, or certain times of the year? I usually try to get it. I mean, every once in a while, like in the fall, like I'll do it as a change up on my nitro line, um, just to bring in when the cooler temps fall. Yeah. A lot of people like it seasonally, you know, between the spring and the fall. I could drink this beer year-round. Yes. It's just, you know, uh, for the folks that aren't aware, me me and uh, Jimmy used to work together uh, for, um, actually, my brother. If he's listening, hello, Mike, how are you? Hey, uh, hey Mike. <laughs> so when we, when we lived in Nashville, we had a great local pub that we used to go to um, 
that Sean McNamara and Paula owned. Um, Paula's a, a cork girl, isn't she? No, she's actually in County Down. Yeah. Down, down, that's right, County Down. But, um, yeah, so we would go in, and they would have, if you're ever in the Nashville area, great pub, and we would we would drink great beers, you know, like the Guinness, the, the Magners, which I do get barrels of Magners, too. Yeah, and great Irish cider. Great cider, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, that's what's, what's, what's great is there's, so many times of the year where we would just it wasn't a thing it would be 90 degrees outside let's go get a stout absolutely you know? yeah 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 because that's one of the big misnomers is some people think ah oh, in the summertime you can't really drink a stout well i can tell you being an irishman that is not true because there's, there's plenty of people that's all they'll only drink a stout yeah you know? I mean, oh we see and, that too uh, no even even to the point of where some of the health benefits of of a stout i mean morphe that would apply to obviously as well that yeah. i mean you know there's uh, many a tale of of sick people in ireland and being prescribed to to have a a point or two moderation obviously you know but but yeah it's just because of its medicinal benefits which is yeah. amazing if you think about it right For, oh, yeah, well. <laughs> at least that's our excuse right moderation folks <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No, and, and it's funny because in America we don't think of that here that way, but in Europe, in Ireland, you know, uh, there's a there was actually an herbal liqueur that we picked up. It's from the Czech Republic called Bezorovka, yeah. and it's like it's herbal with a little bit of tonic water, and it's your midday drink to help settle your ruminants and your, and your stomach. Um, and and from my from my Czech listener. Or listeners that are that are out there, uh, I'm sorry if I if I, if I mispronounced the Bechorovka, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's that's what it was. But um, yeah, I mean it's it's kind of crazy. You know, there's a lot of different things. You know, in Poland, there's uh, like I was telling you before, the Zabrówka, the with the cumin and grass. It's a blood thinner. It's something that you might do during lunch. Yeah. You know, extended lunch. I never figured that out. Why in America we hurry up to eat we hurry up to get back to work and, and don't get me wrong i think that in itself shows a testament to everybody wanting to work and, and be uh, effective employees but i love how europeans have always go take a two-hour lunch get a glass of wine get a, get a pint yeah. grab your meal enjoy enjoy life and I was like, you know, if they ever copied that thought process in the United States, we might actually want to work longer. Yeah. It's kind of... <laughs> yeah, so. someone would say productivity might go up, right? <laughs> or down. Matters, 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 matters the moderation we were talking yeah, about, folks. Yeah, but, exactly. uh, but, uh what, what Do you have any stories uh, on Cork? Anything... Uh, yeah, I mean Cork. Well, of course, it's it's Ireland's second largest city. Uh, you know, next to, to Dublin, the county is is quite large. Um, I mean, if you ever visit Ireland, I mean Cork is a must must visit place. I mean, the city itself is wonderful, and then you're just a short little ride to be out in the countryside. Uh, beautiful fishing villages as well oh. um, that you've got in Cork. So uh, West Cork is. A lot more you get over towards the Kerry County Kerry area, and, and it's a lot more mountainous and and uh, rolling hills and mountains and wonderful, beautiful scenery, you know. Um, but yeah, they're um, 
grand people and the court love to tell tales but if, if you get a chance now once we're over this whole covid mess as you said and you get a chance to go to ireland and, and get to hang out in a few pubs in cork i think you'll have a grand old session and, and a wonderful time you know, oh that's the, lovely the music will be playing and the uh the morphies and, and if you go to cork be sure and order morphies you know because uh, they look at you really queer if you go ahead and order uh the arter <laughs> stuff you know down in county cork so again like i said earlier the rivalry is quite fierce <laughs> yeah and that's 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 a beautiful thing we've seen that you know in, in our local area here you know people have some some of the breweries every, all the breweries get along and everybody supports them here but they have some breweries that are their favorites Yes, I mean, I, I I love all 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 the breweries. If you guys are listening, I love you all. But uh, and and I drink you guys all accordingly. Trust me. <laughs> right. But, but uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I've I've heard that, especially in Germany. Germany has their their rival breweries. You know, the Brauhauses and everything. It, it's it's that's that's pretty awesome. And it the the rivalry of that makes the grain get better, the beer get better, and it. And it's the standards, pushed. yeah, the standards are, are there because of that. You know? Yeah, it's, it's a telltale when you get two breweries that do a, a nitro stout. It's one since like about, so what, Arthur was like, what, 16, what, 1688 or something like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I can't recall exactly, but it definitely 17th century, yeah. Yeah, sure. and then you got Murphy's in, in 1856. I mean, they're doing something right, folks. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, then you're talking about two two stouts there that are older than than most America, right? Yeah. You know? I mean, um, so tremendous history, and uh, I mean, time they've withstood the, the test of time, and there's a reason why Arthur took out a nine hundred ninety nine dollar lease, you know, because he he was very very forward thinking into this is not something that's just going to be around for a, for a short time 990 year lease unbelievable yeah. unbelievable I, I don't know if I could do that yeah. with my business I mean if I sat there and took a 990 year lease I might have the, the doors on my house changed for my wife yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Arthur was a brave 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 soul yeah. but, um. but uh, no these are great beers like i said we always carry them um and just you know if like 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 jimmy said if you get a chance to go over once everything's starting to get better and uh you know get a chance to go over to europe go go travel enjoy these beers and if you can't travel and you and you're and you're you're stuck here and you're in the ohio area come see me and i'll make sure that you have a, a couple good beers in this in the selection but uh I definitely can uh, testify that the Casual Point has got a great selection and uh, many fine beers that I've tasted there. And, uh, you know, thanks for having me on, Justin. I appreciate it. It was an absolute thrill to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, you see, outside of Annetta, I think you're the first guest. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't put put my wife on, so I'm sorry, Annetta. But... uh, Sometimes, sometimes she just kind of likes to listen versus being involved because she goes, "I don't know what's going on with this thing." So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, again, thank you for the listenership, everyone. Uh, for our, our my listeners in the U.S., thank you so much. Nasuski Jim Kuyabadzo, 
zna Polska. Dziękuję bardzo, panie, panie. And uh, for our German friends, Dankeschön. Dankeschön, yeah. Yes. So, again, thank you for the listenership, and um, we will get you on the flip side. Thank you.